Proverbs chapter 28, and uh, one verse in that chapter, if you will. Verse 26, and I would like us to read that together, please. Let's begin in Proverbs 28, 26. He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool, but whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. Whoso trusteth in his own heart is a fool, but whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. Now I speak to you this evening on the subject why it is foolish to trust your own heart. Well, the Bible says it declaratively. And uh, he that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. I'm going to teach you a few things tonight about why, the, uh, why it's foolish for you to trust your own heart. Now it's going to run contrary to every country song you ever learned. But uh, I'm going to give you a good Bible teaching instead of that. All right, let's pray together. Father, help me to help your people. Thank you for this good gathering on a Sunday evening and what it represents in the hearts of these people. Help me to give them something worth their time coming in. And Lord, I can best do that just by getting the Scripture out clearly. Help me to do that, I ask in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated if you would. Fall is here. At least we have a leaf on the platform, so we'll get that up there. And it'll work. It came in on one of our shoes. Why it is foolish to trust your own heart. Uh, it's amazing how much the Bible speaks about the importance of us uh, having a right relationship to God in our heart and also having a right relationship with our heart and the seat of our affection, the seat of our emotion and these things. And uh, a very, very important thing. But the Bible's declarative. It's foolish to trust our own heart. And uh, I was looking on that and just thinking about it and praying over that passage. And, and I got to thinking, Lord, okay, I, I accept that and I know that, but why is it? Why is it foolish? And not in a, I wasn't questioning a way of you know, trying to argue against the point. I was just trying to think of the things, why it's foolish for us to trust our own heart. And you know, it's a very easy thing to do. There really is a, a lot of chuckling when I said this is going to run contrary to every country song you ever heard. But there's a lot of philosophy taught through music, taught through uh, the approach of things uh, that teaches us to trust our own heart. And people, you just got to follow your heart. People end up a lot of trouble following their heart. They really do. It, it's bad. We're supposed to follow the Lord. And there's a big difference between it. Say, how do we follow the Lord? By that which is written. Uh, boy, it's got to occur to us as Christians, we don't have a right, if we claim to be Bible-believing Christians, we don't have a right to set up value systems in our life and follow decisions that run contrary to the Word of God. Don't have a right to. We, we don't have a right to vote in a way different than this. We don't have a, a right to act in a way different than this. If so, just quit calling yourself a Bible-believing Christian. Run out there and be a liberal. But if you're a Bible-believing Christian, then that's supposed to mean something. And one of the things the Bible teaches is the fact that we are supposed to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And... Uh, I'll tell you, it's, uh, thank God we, we have more than just our heart to follow. But uh, let, me, let me show you some things about this. Why is it foolish to trust your own heart? Number one, put this down. Uh, it is one reason is because our heart is, is by nature deceitful. Look in Jeremiah chapter 17. One reason is because your heart and my heart is by nature deceitful. Both of these young folks, uh, young adults that witness to and yesterday and today I said to them as I will often say when I get to get intensely into witnessing somebody I, I said to him I said you know we're broken people there is none righteous all have sinned 
And I talked to him about the sin nature. In this case, there's a little one involved, a little girl. She's a cute little thing. And uh, she, uh, I said, sad thing, I said, you're not going to have to teach her to disobey. You're not going to have to teach her to lie. You know, as a, as a parent, you'd love to see that never come along. You're not going to have to teach them to do that. I said, you're not going to have to teach her to bow up and exert her will against you. I said, I said to her mom, and I said, she did to you already here. Yeah, I can't have to teach her that. That's nature. It's there. Say, isn't that cute? No, it's not cute. It's sinful nature. But here's the thing. Here's what we get down to. You know what? Because, oh, I'm a victim. I can't help it. No, no, no. But in addition to that, you know the other thing? That we have at times known something is just wrong to do and we went ahead and did it anyway. Yeah. And the bottom line, get rid of all the fluff and nonsense, is this. We wanted to. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah we'll do it the way I want to do it and hang it. I'm going to do what I want to do. comes down to deep within ourself lives a brat. And uh, the one reason that we cannot and, and must not be fooled enough to trust our own heart is because our heart is deceitful. By deceitful means that it'll give you various signals. And I'll deal with that more in just a moment. But look in Jeremiah chapter 17. Let me see where I want to start you on that. Look in uh, verse 5. Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man. I'll let that one just sink in for a minute. And maketh flesh his arm. In other words, that's his dependency and strength. And whose heart departeth from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath in the desert. In other words, you would burn up and, 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 and lose, your, lose your life quickly that way. He shall be like the heath in the desert and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land and not inhabited. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green and shall not be uh, careful in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. And that's something, no matter what's going on around you, you can still yield fruit. You can still, you can still be prosperous. Watch this. The heart is what? According to the Bible. Deceitful, deceitful, above how many things? Wow. And desperately wicked. That's the natural condition of our heart. Who can know it? I hear people say, well, I know my own heart. No, you don't. Well, I know myself. No, you don't. You may to a degree, but you don't completely. And you better, you better, let, the, you better let the Bible judge you. Amen. You better let the Scripture judge you. The Scripture is a, is a discerner, is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The Bible will reveal to you your true motive. You will lie to yourself. I'm telling you. The Bible will reveal our true motive. We'll lie to ourselves. It's interesting. Of course, the old people all the time, people hedge what they say. When they're talking about their part or their complicity in something that's wrong or a problem situation or a problematic relationship, they hedge their side. Well, you know, I didn't really do that much. And then they'll emphasize the other person. If you talk to the other person, they hedge their side and emphasize the other. Well, I'm not perfect, you know, but they, 
Now, the problem is we believe our own jive. There's a young man who's coming here and just a little business thing with uh, checking on the church on something. And, and I had in mind uh, uh, to talk to him about the gospel, which I got to do this last time. And I was talking to him and uh, I asked him a question and he gave me one of these equivocal answers. And I stopped him and said, Peyton, I said, Peyton, he said, what? I said, I forgot to tell you. He's, he's a young businessman. I said, I forgot to tell you, this office is a no jive zone. And he grinned at me. I said, I don't want to hear your junk. Answer me truthfully. He goes, I like that. I said, <laughs> glutton for punishment is what you are. Um, but we will lie to ourselves. The heart is deceitful above anything. That's what the Bible says about it. So what, what some uh, motivational speaker says about it doesn't matter. What your favorite song taught you because music is made to teach and your music teaches you some of your music's teaching you it's okay to fornicate. Some of your music's teaching it's okay to be rebellious. Some of your music's teaching it's okay to leave your husband and wife. Some of your music's teaching you it's okay to live a slipshod, worldly, so-called Christian life. Your music teaches you. And I don't care what your music's taught you. I don't care what philosophy you've been taught. I don't care what your grandma said or your mama said or your aunt said or your uncle said. The Bible says the heart's deceitful above anything. Hey. And so that's, that's the end of the matter there. That, that, that settles it. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. There you go. I try the reins. That's amazing, isn't it? Even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. You talk about a powerful statement in the Old Testament prophet there. Why, is it, why are we fools to follow our heart? Because it's deceitful above anything. My heart will lie to me. Honest to goodness. Look, I will be out somewhere. I don't go looking for it on my own. I'll be out somewhere and I will hear music that's associated with early stage of my life, my teen years or something like that. And you know what's really insulting about it? The only place I ever hear that is if somebody's playing an oldie station. What's the deal with that? But anyway... I'll hear something and it will bring up emotions, thoughts, things that just normally are not there. I don't have to go looking for it. I just hear it. My, my brain will scan. I have to turn it off. And uh, why? Because my heart, part of my heart is still attached and it's still, it's still taught by that and it's still susceptible to it. My heart's deceitful. My heart will talk itself into things. And talk itself out of things. And so it's by nature deceitful. Second thing, why is it foolish to trust our own heart? Because it's changeable. Now that's tied up in that deceitful, but it's changeable. <laughs> I just started going down through and I just did a, a study of my own down through and thought, okay, this was kind of interesting for me to track down, but I started, I had verses scrolling around in my brain and then I, I started following other things from that and I'm like, what all does the heart do? Or what can the heart do? That'd be a good question. I'm, I'm submitting to you tonight that it's changeable. So I thought, well, I'll just check the New Testament and, and start looking. You know, there wasn't a specific item I could look up to find it, but you, you go down through, what can the heart do or how changeable is it? Listen to this. Man, if you try to write all these down, good luck. You're going to lose it, okay? Uh, you're going to get them from me later. I can give them to you. 
Here's things the heart is capable of according to the New Testament. I'm sure that my study wasn't exhaustive, but it lasted late into the night, so I got exhausted and <laughs> had to put a cap on it. The, the, the heart has the capacity to be pure. It has the capacity to be adulterous. It can be guided by our treasure. It can affect the manner of our speech. It can be a treasure house of either good or evil. It can wax or grow gross. And the word gross is callous, thickening, or unfeeling. It can be uh, far from God even though lips are honoring Him. It can have the Word of God sown in it. This is our heart. It can send forth sins and attitudes that defile a man. It can love the Lord God. It can reason and rationalize wicked things and behavior. And I've got, I've got Bible verses by all of these, the references to them. It can be hardened. It can operate by faith instead of doubt. It can ponder spiritual things. It can be slow to believe all that is written or spoken by the prophets. It can learn not to be troubled. It, it can have the devil put ideas into it. It can be full of sorrow. It can rejoice. It can be convicted or pricked, which is the Bible word. It can have singleness or oneness in separate places. Those different terms are used. It can be cut by words. It can be unyielded to the covenant of God. It can be not right in the sight of God. This is our heart. It's capacity. Just New Testament. Just my own study going through. Following the leads the Lord gave me in my brain. It can believe. It can purpose to cleave to the Lord. It can follow God's heart. It can be opened by the Lord. It can be broken. It can be foolish. It can be darkened. It can be impenitent. It can be yielded to the covenant of God. It can obey God. It can have continual sorrow. It can be greatly concerned for the salvation of others. This is our heart. It can believe on God unto salvation. It can be steadfast. It can have secrets. It can have anguish. It can be a fleshy table for God to write upon. It can be enlarged with compassion. It can have earnest care for one another. It can purpose to give. It can be blind. It can be filled with melody to the Lord. It can be the center of God's will. It can be, uh, 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 excuse me, it can be the center of doing God's will. It can care for someone deeply. It can err. It can be divided in its thoughts and intents by the Word of God. It can be established with grace. It can deceive itself. It can have Christ hidden in it. It can be exercised by covetousness. It can condemn or not condemn us. It can be lifted up with pride and think itself to be invincible. 56 different things I found just in that one study I did that our heart is capable of doing. Bible verses, sometimes a couple of them, beside all of those, just in the New Testament. These are all the different things our heart is capable of and what a wide spectrum that is. You say, preacher, what's your point with that? It's foolish to trust your heart because your heart is so changeable. That same heart that can love the Lord God can also be exercised in covetousness. And that, and that, that uh, heart that, that can care deeply for someone can also be lifted up and think it's invincible and it's, and it's uh, uh, immune from judgment. It would be foolish to trust something that is that easily affected and has that many facets to it. It's foolish to trust our own heart because it certainly, certainly is changeable. It's foolish to trust our own heart because there's something much better to trust. Something much better to trust. And uh, did I mention it's much better than your heart? We got it. Look at Psalm, the fourth Psalm. Let me just show you a few things. We'll turn to a few verses here. Psalm 4. 
There's something much better to trust in your heart. Hey, look, God's got something for you better in your heart to trust. Look, Paige got saved today. She asked me, she said, what about reincarnation? It's a bunch of garbage. It's a lie. It comes out of uh, Eastern, uh, Eastern mysticism. It's tied in uh, with everything from Hindu belief and that. Its, its origins go back to the mystery religions of the Bible. And she goes, I wonder. She says, that's not attached to the Bible. I said, no, it's directly opposite of the Bible. It's, it's evil teaching. And she said, okay. <laughs> and I said, look, youngins. I said, uh, you just got saved. And I said, there's real spirits. I said, you're going to have every kind of idiot in the world come try to drag you off somewhere. Now just leave it alone. And I asked her, I said, uh, I said, I'm going to tell you something. I said, uh, she goes, well, she goes, I thought there was something wrong with it. Somebody was talking to me about it. I said, if reincarnation is true, how can there be a population uh, growth? <laughs> Think about that one. Reincarnation is a closed system. How do you keep getting more? Wouldn't work. Doesn't make sense. And uh, he said, well, what's your point in that? Pretty well, point is this. I was telling him, I said, you got something better than trust. They asked me a couple questions, you know, weird stuff they've run into. I said, if it's not here in the scripture, I said, don't, don't follow it. Got it. First lesson, baby, lesson one. The Bible is the word of God. You trust it. Got that. I trust that. You get that. Get that down inside of you. It, it'll keep you from all these weird and a bunch of spiritual vultures out there coming along and trying to parasites, trying to, you know, uh, they, they, they don't lead people to Christ, but want to drag them off once I hear somebody say. Somebody gets excited. These new converts get excited and they'll go to the workplace or something and say, man, we went to church. Yeah, really? I got saved. And here's somebody who never even cared about their soul enough to talk to them. Well, you need to come to my church. We have the whole truth. Why don't you tell them the gospel then, you yahoo? It's, look. You got something better, and I got something better than our heart to trust. Hey. You know, when I was closer back to the time, I, I, I smacked my head so hard, and those who work in our offices know this, there were times I stayed away from the paperwork somewhat. You said, what were those times when I had good sense? Anybody stay away from paperwork, it's good sense. But there were times I made errors that made no sense at all. I mean, you'll transpose numbers and stuff. You deal with enough of them. But man, when you, you know... You do some things you're looking at going, how'd I do that? You know what it did? It gave me this weird feeling. I didn't trust my brain. I, I felt like I should have a poster. This is your brain. This is your brain on pavement. You know, it doesn't work. And I didn't trust. That's a weird feeling. Can you check this for me? Can you check this for me? I'm having a glitchy sort of day. You say, do you have that much anymore? Not more than I used to have anymore. So I'm good now. Actually, something reset. God bless that. Anyway, I face planted and hit my head from the other direction. I've been having a great time ever since. I reset something. I don't know what happened. Just so if you ever hurt yourself, just smack that dude the other direction and it comes back online. Don't know why it worked, but it did. And here we go. Uh, God is my witness. Something weird happened. Um, hit 20 mile an hour this way. Messed me up. Hit 20 mile an hour this way. Back in, back in shape. Who knows? Uh, but be that as it may, I don't recommend that, by the way. Not a good, good practice. But I got something better to trust. You know, I've, I've thought at times in my Christian life that maybe, maybe I was getting a real strong capacity for discerning things. I found out I better just check with the Scripture. You know, when the Bible describes somebody as foolish and dangerous to be around and, you know, I think they're a nice person or maybe there's an exception, maybe I ought to just shut down my... try and talk myself into something and take what the Bible has to say about it. Alright? Something better to trust. Are you in Psalm 4? If not, you're not getting there. Psalm 4. Look at verse 5. 
Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust, where church? In the Lord. Look in Psalm 73. We're just going to look at several in the Psalms here. Psalm 73. Look, if you will, in verse 28. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all thy works. You got something better to trust than your heart, and that's trust in the Lord. You say, well, I do, how do I do that? The most fundamental way is you take His Word for what it says and act upon His Word. Psalm 118. Psalm 118. Look in verse 8. It is better to trust in the Lord. That's what I told you. We got something better? It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence where, church? Amen. In man. What man? Amen. Or men collectively. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in what? Princes. Those are men with authority and, and position. It's better to trust in the Lord. Proverbs chapter 3 is a well-known one. Look in Proverbs chapter 3. Just telling you, you got something better. The Bible says we're a fool to trust our own heart. Why? Because it's deceitful. Why? Because it's changeable. Why? Because we have something so much better to trust. Why in the world would we settle for trusting our own heart when we have the Scripture available to us? Proverbs chapter 3, look in verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He will do what, church? Yes. Direct thy paths. I'm, I'm, it's like a fall up here. I'm losing paper clips as I go. Uh, the, uh, thank God for that. Proverbs chapter 30. Just give me a little sampling here. I wanted to put this before your eyes. Proverbs 30. Verse 5. Every word of God is pure. By the way, that's why I have an every word Bible. It's called the King James Bible. Not an almost made it, not a, uh, uh, not a thought inspiration, but I have an every word book. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in Him. Hey, pick up your shield. It's a warfare. Got an enemy out there. Don't go out without your shield. Put it up. Watch your shield. It, 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 trust in the Lord. He's a shield to you. Yeah. He trusted Him. It becomes a shield. Put that thing up there. So, uh, why is it foolish to trust our own heart? Because it's by nature deceitful. Your heart's deceitful. My heart's deceitful. Why? Why? Because it's changeable. Both of our hearts are. Uh, then there's something better to trust. And then this. The heart is to be guided to be a useful servant, not followed as a whimsical dictator. Look in Proverbs chapter 23. Why is it foolish to trust your own heart? You're supposed to guide your heart. God's given you tools to do it. 
Proverbs 23, verse 19. Hear thou my son and be what? That would be opposite of foolish like the fool that we'd be a fool to trust our own heart. Hear thou my son and be wise and do what with your heart? But not just guide. To guide thine heart, look at the, the end of it, where? In the way, and that indicates guiding our heart in the way of God. The way of God is revealed in the Word of God. God's Word reveals God's way. Nothing hard to understand about that word way. The way in which we talk, the way in which we conduct ourselves, the way in which we handle our finances, the way in which we, uh, we interact with other people, the way in which we approach God, the way in which we conduct church, the way in which we pray, the way in which we sing, the way in which we do all these things. That's our way. And the, our way is to follow the way of God. God gives us a book. He has given us a book, the Bible. When we get saved, the author of this book, the Holy Spirit of God, comes to dwell inside of us. God's purpose is for us from the point where we get saved until He takes us home to be with Himself to be learning to walk more and more in obedience and in happy following of the book He's given, learning to take the words that He's written, the way that He's laid out, and make them our way, not conform them to our way. In other words, we take His ways, make them our way, so that we will live for Him in this world. It's really, it's really that straightforward. Uh, I don't have a right to decide how my speech patterns are going to be. They're to be according to His way. I, I, I don't have a right to decide how I'm going to treat other people. I need to find His way and, 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 and say that's what I'm supposed to do. And then what happens with it, we're supposed to be, uh, to be wise and guide our heart into the way. In other words, our heart may be going a different way than God's way. And we have to bring our heart into God's way. That means we have to make decisions to do things based on what the Scripture says before our emotions come along or get attached to it. When I was a teenage boy, I didn't start tithing because I was excited about the prospect. It's because I saw in the Scripture I belonged to God. And the emotions have come along with it later. But what a guide does is a guide says, here's where we're going, here's the map, here's what we're supposed to be doing, come with me. That's what we're supposed to do to our heart. Instead, foolish living is, what does our heart feel today and we'll do that today. How do you want to live? Foolishly or wisely? Follow your heart, you'll live foolishly. You'll bounce here, there, everywhere like that. No. We've got a way. i got something a whole lot better to follow than this, this heart of mine. Thank God for it. I'm glad. He said, okay, don't you believe that your heart can... Get to a point where it wants to follow God? Absolutely. It was some of the things I read in that study I did of 56 things there that, that I had or 50 wherever it was to uh, uh, the, the, the New Testament says that our heart does. It can follow, but it's going to have to be guided to do so. It's a wonderful thing when our heart no longer is centered on self, but rather it's available to God. I think that's all this is brought together in the verse, if ye then be risen with Christ, are you saved? 
Good question, huh? Started on the last page. I said, during the invitation, you raised your hand. I said, did that indicate you know Christ as your Savior? She said, no. She says, it just means I want to know about Him. It's a good, good thing to know. Isn't it? That's a good thing to know. All right? Then, if you be risen with Christ, if you're actually saved, set your affections. Well, that'd be your heart. Set your affections on things above. You set your affection. Your affection doesn't set you. And you guide. Some of the things that guide you is your eyes, what you choose to look at and dwell on. What guide is your prayer and what you pray for. Guide is where you put your treasure. It guides you. It takes you a certain direction with it. Guide is your associations. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. A companion of fools shall be destroyed. And you listen to me well. There's a lot of different ways to be destroyed. Financially, physically, mentally, spiritually. There are ways to guide your heart. I think that would be a great thing to start studying now and get you a concordance or some kind of Bible program and start looking up the word guide. Guide us. Guides. You'll be amazed what you'll learn with that. Who are you going to trust? Well, I know my heart, preacher. They don't. Well, I'm just going to follow my heart. You're going to end up in a disaster. Better follow the Lord. Let the Lord take your heart and write upon the fleshly table of your heart the goodness of His Word and the certainty of His salvation and the hope of heaven. And follow that. You'll be glad that you did, I promise you. Let me pray with you. Father, thank You for Your people tonight. Thank You for the Word. Help us to follow it. I want to follow Your Word, Lord, and not, and not be distracted by a whimsical heart and uh, a tyrant at times, but, Lord, to follow You. Lord, I thank You. Help us to see it clearly. We've got everything from grown-up folks here, Lord, in, in You to, to babes in You. Lord, may they see clearly what their next steps are and learn to follow You. May they get from Your Word what they need just to obey You. I, I ask that You help us tonight and may you, get, uh, may you get good following from Your people, I ask in Christ's name. Amen. Let's stand together. Won't you come? Invitation's already open. Altar's already in use. Won't you come tonight? Don't hesitate.